the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome again, whether you're listening in Columbus, Ohio, or Washington, D.C. I am your host today. My name is Bob Bernie, and my telephone number is 877 Bob Live. 877 262 5483. Let's go to the phones, and first up is Mark in Columbus. Mark, welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Hey, hey, Bob. I thought, well, I'll take a chance and call in because it's a Monday, and he usually likes to take Fridays off, so there just might be a chance I'll catch him there. I am here. What's on your mind? (laughs) I I wanted to talk about what you're talking about with the uh, racist highways. Yeah. uh, uh, I, you know, of course, Pete Ju- Buttigieg, I mean, you've got to hand it to him. He's such a, uh, intelligent and, and, uh, well-versed. He, he's, he, he was the, obviously the choice for our transportation secretary. Oh, with his because, massive experience in transportation? Yes. Which was yeah. zero? Zero, right. right. <laughs> zero? Yeah. But that 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 put him right into well the rest of this administration. That's, it just it just kind it, of fits. It we wouldn't want anybody to have a, a, a the hand up or the leg up on anybody else. You know? <laughs> no. None of them have any experience. They're all the same. Yeah. So, but I I you know the fact is that with cell phones, uh, it's going to happen that you know that. And I don't think it's talking on the on the cell phone while you're driving so much. I mean, that is, you do get a little distracted while you're talking, but it's mostly the people that are texting and and looking up things uh, on their um, on their smartphones and and uh, but I you know it's also just general distractedness and general uh, uh, aggressiveness too. I've yeah. seen people driving so foolishly out here. Well, I've I've looked at this. I'm, again, I'm not an expert on anything, but I've looked at the data that I can find, and I can find nothing that indicates there is anything racial in disparities towards traffic fatalities. I can't find anything. The yeah. number one factor in traffic fatalities is speed, number one. All right, that has nothing to do with race. Number two, distraction, as you just pointed out, that has nothing to do with race. The majority of traffic fatalities occur on rural roads, not urban roads. That would erase any uh, aspect of race as well. And, and, And as usual, he nor Al Sharpton gave any facts any statistics 
just throwing it out. It's racist. And people who don't think, which is, you know, the liberal left, they just go, yeah, uh, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, thanks. I'm going to go to another call, but thanks so much for calling. I appreciate it. God bless you. you. Uh, Let's go to Dion in Columbus. And Dion, do I understand that you are a postal worker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I work for the post office. I'm I have right so many postal workers who listen to this program, <laughs> and I am grateful for all of you. Thank you. Uh, what's what's on your mind? So your question was like, how does race come into play with some things? So I stay on the east side of Columbus, um, and I work on the completely opposite side of town, closer to downtown. Mm-hmm. So when I sit here and tell you that mindsets have a lot to do with, with how things happen and people who live in certain areas, they tend to adapt to their surroundings. Okay. So when you live in one area, things are very aggressive. Things are very fast. Like I went out there and tell you people speed in more urban rural areas and like you said speed has one of the the bigger factors yeah. speed um also i can tell you this there was one time there was this girl she was super high and she was super drunk so drugs mm-hmm. she actually backed into my car good thing it was only a scratch so she backed into my car yeah. but even that had i not handled it well it could have turned into something worse um but i would say that the community that these people live in determines so much because there's the roads aren't taken care of on one side, even though everyone's paying taxes, but then you have a totally different area where people are getting the paying the same taxes, but it's kept up very well. If a road needs fixed, I can sit and tell you there was a pothole in a road where I work and it got fixed in two days. Mm-hmm. I literally stay on the east side of Columbus was getting off of the freeway. I popped two tires getting off the freeway they fixed it within two days, but guess what happened to the pothole? It's back again. Wow. So even something like that, I'm just glad that the people behind me actually went around me because that could have yeah. caused a really sure. bad accident. Sure, so sure. those are just, from my perspective, you know, the area, the community, and, you know, there's a lot of aggression and hostility in poor areas. Yeah. Because they're stressed. They're under, they're overworked. They're they're underpaid, you know, so it's like all these things, bills, 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 money, all this other stuff. It's it's why certain things happen, because I've lived in some really good areas in Florida, even Panama City Beach. Mm-hmm. During spring break, things just get very hostile. Yeah. Just because of the environment and all the all the the the, the tension. So where there's areas where there's probably a lack of tension there and everything's cool then yeah, yeah, you can see how things really don't don't happen, you okay. know, as often. But, you know, that's pretty much my perspective. Well, Dion, thank you. You certainly bring a perspective to the table that, that I don't have. And, <laughs> uh, I, and I thank you for that. So yeah. when, is it more, okay, when we talk about race and traffic fatalities, mm-hmm. is it more, in your opinion— and your opinion is worth just as much as mine, probably more. Uh, when we talk about traffic fatalities, not just fender benders and all that, is mm-hmm. when when we talk about race, is it more an issue of the roads 
or the person driving? It's definitely the person. Okay. It's definitely the person because had I been paying more attention when, for example, my pothole issue, had I been paying a little bit more attention, I probably would have been able to avoid the pothole. Just like a lot of road rage issues happen when people get cut off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then people oh, just, yeah. 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 So it's definitely the person. It's not yeah. not the technically the roads and all that. But, hey, if somebody hits a pothole and then someone has a brand new car behind them and then they crash and then the person's mad at the city and the person who just got the new car is <laughs> mad at the person that hit the pothole. Yeah, I it's get like that. It's like a reaction. I'm yeah. still waiting on my claim from the Ohio Department of Transportation. They said it takes 60 days, but then they said, oh, it could take up to six months. Uh, and I've heard many people say they just finally gave up I'm not on, on the whole the whole back. pothole thing. And I, I hope you don't give up. Fight for it, brother. How long have you how, how long have you worked for the post office? Um, only since August. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I literally when I had to buy a tow truck, new tires, that was my rent money. Yeah. Well, I appreciate so. our postal workers, and like I said. <laughs> I have so many postal workers who listen to my program, and I'm so grateful for them because they bring me my lottery checks. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't play the lottery. Hey, hey, yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to win, man. I'm going to win too today. <laughs> We're going to be, you can't win if you don't play it. I don't play. Yeah. All right, Dion, God bless you. Thank you so much for calling. All right, God bless you too. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. I love our postal workers that listen to my program. I can't tell you how many through the years have said, hey, I deliver uh, in the city, outside the city, and I am just so grateful for all of them. I know the Postal Service receives an enormous amount of criticism. I think they do an incredible job. I, I do. Hey, we need to take the last break of the hour, then we'll return And we're going to visit Switzerland. Really. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, I'm certainly not always right. Sometimes maybe I'm not usually right, but... Every once in a while, like the old thing about the uh, blind squirrel finding an acorn every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'm I'm actually right. Every once in a while. When the whole COVID thing began. Not, well, not right at the very, very beginning. But not long after... 15 days to, what was it, uh, flatten the curve. Remember that? 15 days to flatten the curve. We're going to lock everything down. We're going to keep everybody home. We only need to do it for about 15 days, and we can flatten that curve. I don't know whether you folks in Washington, D.C. heard that, but here in Ohio, my goodness, we heard that. And then the 15 days were over. Well, then it was 30 days. Oh, it was going to... It's going to take 30 days to flatten the curve. Well, 30 days came and went, and it didn't flatten the curve. And then it was, I don't remember, three months or six months or whatever. It was right about that time that I said something on my program. This is, what, two and a half years ago. 
And like I said, I'm not the prophet or a son of a prophet, and I'm not always right. But I said this. When we get on the other side of COVID and look back, now we're not completely over it. I still see people everywhere in masks. I see I see people out on the street all by themselves. No one within 100 yards of them, and they're wearing a mask. I'm going, what? And I have to hope it's allergies, not COVID. But anyway. So we're not completely there, but we are we are way past the the biggest, biggest, most dangerous part of the COVID thing. I said this. When we get on the other side of COVID and look back, we're going to realize almost everything we were told was not true. Almost everything. I was right. And I'm not the only one that said that. Please, please, please. But it's true. All, most, everything we were told about COVID was not true. Get the shot, you can't get COVID. Well, that wasn't true. Get the shot, you can't transmit COVID. Well, that wasn't true. Get the shot, you may not have it, but uh, if you don't get the shot, you're going to kill grandma. Remember that? That wasn't true. Lockdowns will work. They didn't. We're going to protect all the children by shutting down all the schools. That didn't work, and it wasn't necessary. I knew that. I could read the statistics. COVID was not dangerous for children. It was never about the children. It was about the teachers' unions. and Anyway, almost everything. Not everything, but almost everything. And again, I want to add, I am not saying that in every case there was something nefarious. They just had no idea what they were doing. They were flying by the seat of their pants because there was this this pandemic, which was real. My wife and I have had several friends who have died from COVID. Several. I never said it was a hoax or anything. But... <laughs> Most of what we were told was because people were saying, do something, do something. Saying to the government, do something. Saying to the medical profession, you got to do something, you got to do something. And so they got in closed rooms. I don't think they had a clue what they were doing, but they said, we got to do something. Everybody wants us to do something. So let's do something. And so they came up with so many of the ridiculous things. And then, of course, the vaccines untested. They couldn't test them for long-time effects because they didn't have long-term to test them. And most of what we were told about the vaccines has not been true. Which brings me to the fact that in so many areas, the American medical and scientific community is so far behind the rest of the world. When it comes to the whole transgender thing, much of the rest of the world has realized it's a hoax. Unlike the pandemic, transgenderism is a hoax. There is no scientific proof that transgenderism even exists. Much of the rest of the world has come to that conclusion. Check it out for yourself. Don't believe me. 
Well, it's also true about the vaccine. The World Health Organization just a couple of weeks ago said, mm, you know, um, uh, we may have uh, over-exaggerated the uh, effectiveness of the boosters, and maybe you don't need boosters, and maybe children, maybe children really don't need the COVID vaccines. Well, I'm not a doctor, but I said that from the very beginning. Kids, except in rare cases, were, not, were never at risk. Which brings me to Switzerland. Headline today. Switzerland not recommending COVID-19 vaccine, including for high-risk individuals. Here's the story. Switzerland's federal office, this is the government, Switzerland's federal office of public health said no COVID-19 vaccination is recommended this spring-summer season, including for people at high risk of becoming seriously sick from the viruses. This is the Swedish government, the Office of Public Health, saying, "Eh, no, no, nobody needs to get the vaccine anymore. Quote, nearly everyone in Switzerland has been vaccinated or has contracted or recovered from COVID-19. Their immune system has therefore been exposed to the coronavirus, the Swiss Health Agency said. People who are even considered to be high risk, including those over the age of 65, etc., etc., the vaccine is not currently recommended for anybody. Now, Dr. Fauci... I was just on TV last week saying, oh, you know, the worst is probably over, but we still got to get vaccines and uh, we still need to have boosters. And uh, it is so sad that the American medical community is relying on things that have nothing to do with science. Ditto for the scientific community. Hmm. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Lord willing, I will be back in D.C. and in Columbus tomorrow. Have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.